When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you along with us as we continue our off-season shows for the Guardians with Major League Baseball's postseason continuing. The matchups are set for the respective championship series in both the National League and the American League. A lot of upsets in the early rounds of the postseason. So it's the Battle of Texas in the American League. The Astros and Rangers getting set for what should be a thrilling best of seven American League championship series. And the surprising Arizona Diamondbacks taking on the Phillies, who upset the Braves in their National League Division Series. They'll have at it in the National League Championship Series. Should be some great baseball coming up as the postseason continues in Major League Baseball. Coming up on this week's show, we begin our look back at the 2023 season, some of the great games of 2023, and we'll take it back to that first road trip. Optimism running high for the Guardians coming out of spring training, and they opened the season on the road in both Seattle and Oakland very impressively as they came home 5-2 and two after that first road swing, and we'll take a look back at two of the extra inning wins on that road swing. But first, we visit with one of the top prospects in the Guardians minor league system, hard-hitting outfielder Chase DeLauder. DeLauder is in the Arizona Fall League currently and heading into play on Saturday. DeLauder was hitting 273, a couple of home runs, and a dozen runs driven in in very limited playing time so far as the Arizona Fall League is just getting started. He and Kyle Manzardo, another Hot prospect for the Guardians in terms of position players who can hit and hit for power. Both of them off to find starts with the Peoria entry out in the Arizona Fall League. But uh, DeLauder just turned 23 earlier this month. He's still in his first season of pro ball on the field, even though he was drafted with a first-round selection back in 2022. 16th overall out of James Madison University, the first player ever in that program's history to become a first-rounder in the Major League Baseball draft. He batted over 400 in his three seasons there. Why hasn't he been on the field? Why is this just his first season of pro ball on the field? Well, he had a broken left foot that really gave him some issues at the tail end of his college career, and he re-injured that foot, needed to have surgery, and as a result, 
did not take the field until this season, and he only played in 42 games overall this year in the minor leagues, 39 over at single-A Lake County. But by season's end, he hit 355 with five homers and 39 driven in in 57 games with an OPS of just under 1,000, which is tremendous. You get up over 800, and uh, you're talking about a good combination of on-base and power and all the good things that make an offensive player, and uh, he is well above that benchmark number. So some big things expected from Jace Talouder, and uh, Talouder really starting to contribute in the Arizona Fall League. We had a chance to catch up with him from Peoria, Arizona, earlier this week, and he talked about how things have been going in his first Arizona Fall League experience. Great. Awesome. I appreciate you having me. Uh, and I love it out here. And when you talk about the Arizona Fall League, before we get into to your summer and, and uh, how things are going for you, uh, what is the vibe like out there? You mentioned playing with some other teams, but uh, it's such a well-respected league. And, and do you feel that when, when you're out there playing, knowing uh, past players who have gone on to big things in the major leagues? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the talent here is is like it's it's supposed to be, I would say. And, uh, you know, you got all the, all the guys up in the stands um, watching, you know, taking notes. So, I, w- I would say it's every bit of what it's supposed to be and what it's portrayed to be. And when you look at your background, uh, James Madison University, uh, not as well known as maybe some other baseball schools, but why was that the right fit for you coming out of high school? And, and how did it work out for you to allow you to become the, the player that you did there? Yeah, I mean, James Madison, you know, was awesome. You know, the huge praise of the coaching staff that was there when I was there. Um, you know, they did everything they could for me. Uh, personally, that was the only school that offered me. So uh, that's what that's what I rode with. And you know, I have no regrets going there or um, even, you know, s- sticking there throughout the three years. You know, those guys were awesome, very loyal to me. So um, felt felt the need to return the favor and, you know, worked out. How much did you change from, from the time you, you stepped on campus to the time that you were drafted by Cleveland? Uh, you mean like physically? Yeah, it's physically and as, and as a player. Um, well, actually, I committed I committed to school as a pitcher only about my junior year of high school. So I was going there originally as a PO. Um, you know, it gave me a shot to to two way once I got there. You know, just had a had a successful um, fall that that fall. I think that was the 2019 fall would have been. Um, so. I had a good fall, and he gave me a chance to, to start in the outfield that spring. And pitching, pitching kind of fell backwards after that. And you know, obviously COVID had hit, and uh, just kind of hammered the weight room from there on out, and started just swinging it. Do you miss pitching at all? <laughs> uh, I do. I mean, p- pitching's just a different. It's a whole different ball game. I mean, you're you're in total control of of the game and kind of you know it's kind of like a quarterback you're kind of in control of what what happens from the start so um yeah I, I definitely miss that it's a it's a very different I would say like kind of mindset than a hitter um but yeah we're joined by Chase DeLauder former top round draft pick of the Guardians who had a, a tremendous season once he was able to get on the field and and participate in the minor league season and Chase you mentioned that the development you had at James Madison and I, I know you also went uh, had that opportunity to play in the Cape uh, during one of the summers there, and 
Uh, what did that do for your game, being able to play there? Yeah, I mean, the Cape was awesome. I, I didn't really know what to expect when I first was going up there, but that was kind of like the intro, it felt like, to to some real, real baseball, some real competition, some playing every day. So I think that was like a, that was an awesome experience for me, and that was the first time I really you know, traveled far away from home and played with just a bunch of random guys that I didn't really know. So it, it was an awesome experience. And for every player in, in a minor league system who's trying to get to the major leagues, uh, how do you view this period of time where you're in Arizona here this fall and most likely will start at a, at a fairly high level next season? Um, what are your goals for 2024 as you round out here in 2023? Yeah, I mean, my goals are, you know, obviously to just make the improvements on on my game from, from both sides of the ball as I need to after, you know, seeing the results of obviously the season and, you know, we'll see what happens with the rest of the fall league, but making those adjustments through early spring training. And then other than that, staying real healthy, you know, getting in, getting in a good routine and keep myself out there. And I think the rest should take care of itself. Well, Chase, it's been fun to watch your development from a distance and uh, certainly looking forward to, to seeing you out in spring training. Thanks so much for coming along. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. That is Chase DeLauder, a name to certainly keep an eye on next spring, along with Kyle Manzardo, two young power-hitting prospects who have certainly put together some really good numbers both during their minor league seasons this year and now in the Arizona Fall League. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll visit with Bart Swain, the Guardians Director of Baseball Information with a look back at the life and times of Jim Poole, who passed away last week at the age of 57, a former Cleveland Indians relief pitcher from those great teams back in the 90s. And we'll visit with Barton some of his thoughts on the untimely passing of Poole, who had a courageous battle against ALS, and he succumbed to that last week. That's coming your way shortly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Baseball, basketball, pickleball. Those are sports, and people love sports. If you love sports, you should know this. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Does saving have anything to do with sports? No, but people love sports, so I'm yelling sports out. Hockey, swimming, golf. Not all sports have the word ball in there, so save big when you switch to Progressive. Go sports teams. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Guardians Weekly, Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And unfortunately, last week, the uh, Cleveland baseball community lost a valued member, certainly one of the good guys in the game when he pitched here back in the 90s for some of those great teams in a relief role, Jim Poole, a relief pitcher who spent 11 seasons in the major leagues and Parts of four of those seasons came with Cleveland, the team that he ended up pitching the most for, and that included a stint for the 1995 ball club as he was a valuable arm for that team that reached the World Series that year. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away last Saturday due to 
uh, complications from ALS. He had a courageous battle against that disease. He was an integral part of Major League Baseball's efforts to raise awareness of Lou Gehrig's disease and uh, certainly sad news and something that uh, hit a lot of people very hard in the Guardians organization. Bart Swain is the director of baseball information for the Guardians and he was uh, just getting started on his career in baseball information at the major league level during those uh, 1990 years when the team was a perennial contender not only to reach the postseason but make it all the way to the World Series and he developed a close relationship with Jim Poole and he talks about uh, how difficult this past week has been but also some great memories of uh, a good guy in the game Jim Poole. It was sad to read that uh, when it came up, uh, Paul Ossenmacher actually texted us, me and Charlie Nagy and a couple other guys, Frank Mancini, one of our clubhouse guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, it really hit home hard. It's, Jim and I were really close. Um, kind of took me under his wing in 95 as, you know, a 25-year-old first-year PR guy and um, I'll just, I'll never forget him. He was, um, a special guy. And you mentioned that it, it's 95 and it's your first year with, with, uh, all these superstars, all stars at every position. <laughs> and we were talking earlier, uh, Jim was, he was a middle reliever, a kind of a matchup guy at times, but, uh, you know, those pitchers sometimes get lost in the shuffle, but they're such key parts of it. And, and, and what did it mean to you to, to have a friend like that on that particular team? Yeah, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy was kind of just, you know, if anyone would look at our roster in 95, you'd kind of forget about him, especially if you didn't remember what happened in game six. But um, but he was just such a friendly person, uh, good with money, um, went to Georgia Tech, so we had a lot in common as far as, you know, talking about college and stuff. And uh, just, just someone that uh, – if you're having a bad day, he would always lift you up a little bit and um, was always there for you and was just a great friend, a great teammate, a uh, great guy to have around. A lot of the players gravitated to him because he was really good with math, with numbers and uh, financial planning. And uh, he was really tight with some of the people in the uh, union as far as the benefits for the players. So uh, he was kind of like, Kind of like the glue in that bullpen, just as far as a personality. Bart Swain is joining us. He's the, the Guardians Director of Baseball Information. We're talking about the life and times of Major League pitcher Jim Poole, who spent, actually, boy, you look at it, and this was a surprise, as many years with Cleveland as with any team in his 11-year Major League Baseball career, parts of four seasons with the then Indians. And, Bart, you got that phone call when, when he let you know what was going on in terms of his battle with ALS. And, and baseball will always be intertwined with that disease because of Lou Gehrig. Uh, how hard was that phone call? And what did he fill you in on in terms of what he was going through? So it must have been probably May of 2022. Uh, he said he had... Uh, been diagnosed uh, about six weeks prior and he had just noticed it maybe playing pickleball or doing some stuff around the yard that his balance was affected. And he tried to throw a ball at one point um, that got, you know, he was walking around the neighborhood and a ball came over to him and he was going to throw it back to a kid and he tried to, and it, like, he like threw it in the ground and he knew something was not good. 
so he had some doctor visits and that's what they eventually landed on and you know god love him he called all his friends and um i know it advanced pretty quickly for him the disease and um i'm just i'm just happy to know him it was uh it was a tough phone i'm sure there was a lot of tough phone calls for him there and um but that's just the kind of guy he was he was a stand-up guy and um we're all better off knowing him uh, i mean you talk about a stand-up person and someone that just wore it for everyone else it was it was him and, and Bart, baseball can be a i mean it's it's a fun game too and and Sometimes there's there's circumstances that uh, maybe lead you in, in a certain pad. He actually stayed with you and during the postseason. Uh, and, and explain that. How does why does that happen? And, and you know the, the reality of, of living situations sometimes when when a team plays October baseball. So yeah, like a lot of guys sign leases for six months. So you know baseball seasons from April to end of September. Um. He had signed a lease in 98. I think he joined us like mid-year, so he probably just signed like a six-week, you know, eight-week lease, and his lease ran out October 1st, and he ended up living with me in Rocky River uh, for the month of October in 98. (laughs) And and those were the days when October's went a long way. <laughs> oh yeah, not, maybe not necessarily to... ninety eight, but uh, certainly ninety five and ninety seven. It was fun. It was really cool. We had an extra bedroom, and there was our our son Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, you know it, it, it's obviously hard to to get that news, but but sometimes you can think back to some some fun times and and hope. Oh yeah. Hopefully this has allowed you to do that a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, it was, uh, I had forgotten about 98 and him living with us and just all the times that we would hang out on the road in hotel rooms or lobbies and just, you know, or clubhouses and just talk about life. It was, it was great. He was one of a kind. Well, we thank Bart for uh, his contributions to our show this week and for stopping by and sharing some memories of someone who uh, really made a nice impact here in a very short period of time with uh, the Cleveland Ball Club, and he certainly will be missed. Stay with us. We'll have more to come after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And once we hit the offseason, what has become a a yearly tradition and certainly a a fun portion of our shows each week during the offseason, or at least on a a very much regular basis, a look back at some of the great games of the prior season. And in 2023, well, those got rolling early in what turned out to be a year of a slew of close ball games. The Guardians trailing only the Cincinnati Reds in the amount of one-run games that they played. That got started on that first road trip of the season. You may remember coming out of spring training, the Guardians opened the year with a West Coast road swing, four in Seattle, and then three in Oakland. And uh, on that opening road swing, they ended up playing three extra inning games. They won them all. Two of them turned out to be 
one-run victories. They lost a one-run game in Oakland. There was a 2-0 shutout victory over the Mariners. So uh, the close games started early for this ball club, and we're going to highlight a couple of the extra inning wins in that Oakland series, starting with the opener. Now, this was after an extra inning victory to close out the Seattle series on Sunday, April the 2nd. So then it was down the coast to Oakland, California, and the Oakland Coliseum. And on a Monday night in Oakland, the Guardians, after taking three out of four from Seattle, it was a wild start to the series with the Athletics. They got things going in the first inning when Stephen Kwan and Jose Ramirez reached base, and that brought Josh Naylor to the plate. Josh Naylor, the batter, and he swings, drills a base hit into center field. Kwan around third, he is heading home. Ramirez will stop at second. Guardians lead it one to nothing. On a two-out RBI single to center by Josh Naylor. He has now knocked in three. And the Guardians have jumped on James Caprillion for a one-nothing lead, and they still have runners at first and second. Boy, and who knew at that point Naylor would have a tremendous season falling just shy of the 100 RBI mark. But that got the game going. One-nothing Cleveland. The next batter was Andre Simenez. His next delivery. Swung on line toward first. Fair ball down the right field line. Rolls into foul territory for extra bases. That'll score Ramirez. Into third is Naylor. And an RBI double down the right field line for Andre Jimenez. And another clutch two-out RBI hit. The Guardians lead it two to nothing. Now the A's would cut into the lead with a run in the bottom half of the first inning. Then a five-run second inning put Oakland on top six to two. But the Guardians would not be deterred. They started to chip away in the fourth with a blast from Naylor. They'll try and get something done here against the starter, James Caprillion, who has set down seven straight. He goes to work on Josh Naylor, and Naylor hits one high and deep to right. This one is into the seats. Home run, Josh Naylor. His second on the season. Guardians cut into that lead. It's now 6-3, to three, Oakland. Later on in the fourth inning, two men on and Miles Straw at the dish. Here comes the 2-2 pitch to Miles Straw. It's on its way. Swung on, line drive, left field. That gets down for a base hit. Rounding third, heading for home is Jimenez. He scores. Being waved around third is Brennan. He will score standing up. It's a double for Straw that drives in two. And just like that, the Guardians are right back in it. In the fifth inning, Ramon Laureano, who would be a future Cleveland Guardian later on in that 2023 season, he came to the plate for Oakland, trying to extend the Athletics' lead. Here's the pitch. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep left field. Back there looking up, but Quan won't get this one. It is gone. It's a two-run home run for Laureano, and Oakland is now out to an 8-5 lead. But once again, back came the Guardians. This time in the sixth inning, they had a man on third and Stephen Kwan hoping to deliver. The right-handers ready. Here it comes. Swing and a fly ball to left. Medium deep near the line. Brown makes the catch. Tagging is Zanino. He's coming home. Throw to the plate is cut off. And it's a sack fly to left by Stephen Kwan. And the Guardians now trail 8-6 to six with a runner at second. And now two men out here in the sixth inning. And then Ahmed Rosario came through with a big two-out hit. Familia's ready. Here it comes. 
A swing and a shot up the middle base at center field. That'll score Will Brennan from second, and it's once again a one-run game. And once again, Cleveland gets a big two-out hit. They have had three two-out RBI hits tonight. On to the eighth, the ball game went. Guardians down by a run. Miles Straw and Stephen Kwan both singled to get the inning started, and then Rosario got the job done again. The pitch, swing and a little fly ball. Not very deep and left. Brown will make the catch. Straw is tagging. He's coming home. Throw to the plate. Cut off at the mound by Noda, the first baseman. And we've got an 8-8 game. So Ahmed Rosario didn't hit it very deep to left. But it'll go as a sack fly. Second RBI tonight. His third on the year. And Cleveland's come all the way back to tie this game at 8. And then who else but Jose Ramirez to put the Guardians on top. The pitch. Swung on line drive, that'll be a base hit into right. Quan will go to third, overrunning the ball as Capel and right. It rolls to the warning track. Quan is going to score the go-ahead run. Ramirez is into third with a little league triple. And the Guardians have a 9-8 lead. Josh Bell was next, trying to get Ramirez home from third. Bell sends a little bloop in the air to left. It's not deep near the line. Brown running catch. He'll throw it to the plate. Here comes Ramirez. Throw slide. Safe with a head first slide. Ramirez eluded the tag of Langoliers. On a shallow fly to left near the line that Brown made a running charging catch on and throw to the plate. But the best base runner in baseball Jose Ramirez scores from third on a head first slide. Well, but you knew it was the type of night where Oakland just wouldn't go away. They tied the game in the bottom of the ninth inning, a two-run home run by Seth Brown, and once again the ball game went to extra innings. In the tenth, Stephen Kwan was the runner starting at second base. Ahmed Rosario singled, and then Jose Ramirez came through again. Now the right-hander. Fires, runner goes, pitch swung on line towards second, base hit right field. That'll score Quan. Rosario hesitated, now he'll go to third. And Jose Ramirez with his third straight hit tonight, his second RBI in this game. And the Guardians still have runners at the corners and now are back on top 11 to 10. And then the Guardians got a little help from A's reliever Trevor May. The pitch. Down in the dirt, kicks away from Langoliers. He doesn't know where it is. Coming home to scores, Rosario, as the ball trickled behind him about 15 feet. Langoliers lost where the ball was. And it'll be a wild pitch and a huge insurance run as Cleveland now leads it 12 to 10. That proved to be a huge run as once again Oakland would not go away. Bottom half of the 10th inning, Eli Morgan was now on to try and pick up the save as Emmanuel Classe suffered a blown save in the bottom half of the ninth inning, so his night was done. Morgan came on. He got the first two outs, but then a double drove in a run to make it a one-run ball game at 12-11, and the pressure was on as Morgan faced Tony Kemp trying to nail down the save. Here's the pitch. Swung on, fly ball, left field, near the line. Quan is there, makes the catch, ball game. Oh, that was a breeze, wasn't it? In 10 innings, Cleveland is able to survive Oakland by a final score 
of 12 to 11. <laughs> what a, a wild game early in the season. 12-11, the Guardians win it, and uh, they continued their hot stretch. They had won four straight heading into Tuesday's game. Another one-run game in Oakland. This time, the Athletics win it 4-3, to three, walking it off in the bottom half of the ninth inning. So the road trip concluded on Wednesday afternoon, April the 5th, in Oakland. Guardians trying to go 5-2 and two on the trip. You knew it wouldn't be easy, and it wasn't. Good pitching on both sides in this game. It was scoreless until the sixth with Hunter Gaddis getting the start, and he had it all working in this one. He deals, and the pitch hit in the air. Third base side foul. Arias has plenty of room. What an inning for Hunter Gaddis. He had an eight-pitch inning. And then in the sixth inning, the Guardians finally got the scoring started with a couple of men on for catcher Cam Gallagher. Domingo Acevedo in the pitch to catcher Cam Gallagher, and he swings and drives the first pitch. Deep left field. On the run is Brown. Track, wall, and it's off the top of the wall. That'll score Jimenez. Straw around third will score, and a two-out, two-run double off the 15-foot wall in left and left center off the bat of Cam Gallagher, and the Guardians have a 2-0 lead. Gallagher jumped on the first pitch from Domingo Acevedo and blasted it high off that 15-foot wall. And the Guardians get the desperate hit with two down that they have been lacking and give Cam Gallagher his first hit in RBIs as a Guardian. And in the seventh, two men on, it was Jimenez getting it done at the plate. Bases loaded, two down for Jimenez, the pitch. And he rips one into right center. That'll be a base hit. That'll score Ramirez and Gonzalez. On his way to third base, the throw, the slide, the tag. Arias is out at third, but the run scores. So give Andres Jimenez a huge two out and a two run single to right center. And Cleveland now leads Oakland four to nothing. Stretch time in the Bay Area. But in the eighth inning, two home runs and four runs for Oakland tied the game at four, and it stayed tied through nine. And once again, it was on to extra innings, third time on the road trip. In the top half of the tenth, a walk and a wild pitch put runners at second and third for Will Brennan. Brennan awaiting the payoff pitch from Zach Jackson. Here it comes. Swung on, grounded towards short. That'll score a run and get a runner over. Allen will throw to first, and he almost was late. Brennan made it close. He is out, but Jimenez scores the go-ahead run, and just as important, Miles Straw advances to third. Heck of a job by Will Brennan, and he almost beat it out. And then Stephen Kwan added a huge insurance run. The next delivery swung on line towards short over the head of Allen. That'll be a base hit to left. Scoring straw, and that's another critical hit for the top RBI guy on the Guardians. Stephen Kwan with his eighth RBI gives Cleveland a 6-4 to four lead here in the 10th inning. And nobody has had this kind of a start driving in runs for Cleveland as a leadoff hitter since Kenny Lofton in 1998. And this time, Emmanuel Classe came on in the bottom half of the 10th inning trying to finish things up, and he got the job done. Now he bats with two down, two on. Cleveland up two in the 10th. 
The pitch line drive to deep right field, but right there's Gonzalez. Ball game. And the Guardians, for the first time in 21 years, open the season on the road and come away with two series wins. Cleveland, again, in extra innings for the third time this year, has won as they beat Oakland 6-4 to four in 10 innings. So what a season-opening road trip for the Guardians as they went 5-2 and two against a very good Seattle team that had big-time postseason aspirations and, of course, the rebuilding Oakland Athletics. But you catch a, a young team like that early in the season at home, and it can always be a challenge. And the Guardians got through it taking two out of three from the Athletics. So a fun look back at some of the great games of 2023. When we come back, we'll visit with a pair of rookie relief pitchers and sometimes a starter in the case of Xavier Curry. That's coming your way shortly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Score. Pass. Out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. <laughs> you see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment of this week's show. And we're going to talk pitching with Xavion Curry. Had made the ball club out of spring training, sort of. We'll get to that in a moment with him. But uh, he ended up being on the ball club coming out of camp and provided a big boost for the Guardians in terms of long relief. His first appearance came on that wild 12-11 victory at Oakland on the first Monday of the season in which he worked five innings when the team was desperate for length from their bullpen, and they got it from Xavier Curry, was just terrific. And that really set the tone for what turned out to be a tremendous season. Most of it was in that long relief role, but when some pitching injuries cropped up midway through, Curry was thrust into the starting rotation, and he held his own there as well. We caught up with him at the end of the season, but had him look back at the start of the year when late in spring training, it looked like he would open in the minor leagues, and he talked about what those days of not knowing what his future would hold, at least the immediate future, what those were like for him, and then finally getting the news that he had made the ball club. Uh, yeah, you know, that you know uh, that, that couple of days, you know, towards the end of spring training, just um, going back over to the minor league side for a couple of days and then getting a call that, um, you know, I could possibly be uh, departing with the team once the season starts, you know, just – um, you know, I do think about that and like I just kind of look back at it and just say how blessed I am to even still be here in September. You know, it's been a whole season now and, you know, the kind of the way I say it, somehow, some way I've still been a part of this team the whole time. And that's just that's just a blessing. God has a plan for me. We saw you a little bit last year. You made your debut most of your season in the minor leagues. But your stuff has been good up here this season. Mm -hmm. Are you that much better of a pitcher, you think, from, from this time a year ago? Um, you know, honestly, I, I, I would say no. Uh, me personally, I probably feel like, you know, maybe even last year I was probably just 
as far as in the minors, like a little better. Like I, you know, might have had a little better stuff. But I would say I feel like here, you know, just in even through spring training, like obviously just stand in the weight room, stand stand uh, in contact with the pitching staff in the off season, just trying to work on things to improve. And then uh, I think a big help was getting here and like like you said before, just playing here, like having an opportunity to just pitch in, in, in that long relief role, um, you know, it allowed me to, how I say, allowed me to get reps in the at the major league level, allowed me to go out there and to test my stuff, like to be able to say, okay, I've been working on this, on executing my slider like this in the bullpens with the pitching staff, so let's see how that plays when I go into games and just, honestly, just even talking to the, the other guys on the pitching staff, picking their brains and just trying to figure out like, okay, like, you know, how, how, how do you pitch this guy? How... What is your understanding of the zone? Like when you're trying to throw a curveball, where are you trying to start it? And just like like I say, I would say I think I just um, learned more about pitching at, at the major league level and just, um, you know, and for the most part of the season, just honestly even being able to just watch, um, you know, our guys go out there and pitch and just, you know, kind of model my, my, my game plans after theirs and just watching how they had how they had success. So just being able to just be up here and and play here and 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 watch here and just just learn and just kind of soak up everything that I felt like I needed to soak up to make myself better. You know, kind of like the like the Kobe Bryant effect, you know, I, he he said something in the um in a video that I saw, but just basically like he used the world to help him become better at basketball. You know, everything was kind of catered towards, you know, how can this help me in basketball? And that's kind of um, the approach that I take, you know, just soaking up everything that I can to to be able to, you know, use it to make myself a better person and a better baseball player. Xavier, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. That's Xavier Curry, one of the good guys in the game and certainly had a fine rookie season for the Guardians. So we hope you enjoyed that look back at the 2023 season. We'll do that throughout the offseason here. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for all of his help on our show each week. We'll join you again next week from right here in downtown Cleveland. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 